perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Maximum All right, welcome back to another week of the Rogue Agents. I am Dizzard, and that is Sam slash Finger Gun slash the ruiner of hopes and dreams <laughs> for myself at Nova. Uh, <laughs> the hottest dice belong to me, except hashtag, for my, against Web Warriors. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag roll better is the motto of the week, right? <laughs> Amen. Actually, I think All right. you were just rolled colder, but uh, so That's it fair. goes. Yeah. All right. So big. First off, big thank you to the patrons. Uh, Nova was this last weekend. It was yeah, a great time. You. We're gonna be talking about that a whole lot this episode. Um, we're gonna have kind of a chill episode this time. Detox, I guess, from the festivities. <laughs> um, and and, and, and from time. five weeks of being focused on crises. Come on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. Uh, other announcements. BNR literally just had an update. What three hours ago? um follow me is now restricted that is pretty big that changes a lot of lists because that card is everywhere right now so that's exciting um so what's your second restricted card now (laughs) it's follow me oh that was my first one so oh okay um i probably i I, the cabal list i probably run follow me and um patch up that's fair drop r drop r&d like it's it's more of a cutesy play anyways, and then when like skull comes out, skull's gonna go in there, and I won't need R and D anyways, because then I just run Malakith under skull and play hammers with like I have R and D. Um, so it's not necessary. It's just like it's like one of those like plays. It's like yeah, you don't have to do this, but it's gonna make your opponent feel even worse. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did that one game right. <laughs> Tangent one. Uh, I did that one game at Nova, and like my opponent. He moved up with uh, Daredevil, picked up the hammer. As he's picking up the hammer and reaching across the board, he's like, oh, that was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, What is it? What? Cold hot takes, cold drinks? I don't know. I I keep forgetting what we call this. What do we we call this? Hot takes, cold drinks? Hot takes, cold drinks? I guess what it is. Sure. Hot takes, cold drinks. Um, I am again because it's what I had in the fridge. Um, just the low carb, healthy ish, uh, evening. It's it's okay. It's something. Nice. I forgot. I forgot to go get more sour monkeys because those are like my bane. Right. Like I just I love those <laughs> so much. So good. That's probably just gonna be my favorite for a while. All right, what you got? I got Dale's double shift pale ale, IPA. I don't know. It's an IPA. It's the Dale's it's double shift. It's good. <laughs> It's, it's not it's good it's a little it's a little stronger in every way than a dale's pale ale which is a kind of one of my my gas station go-to's <laughs> a dale pale yeah i don't think i've ever heard of those so it's, if i ever see one i'll have to try it um Hello. all right uh i got challenge of the week um we only had a whole hot whopping two because nobody wants to build a midnight suns list apparently it was gonna be a goose like his is pretty like standard. Like it's not crazy, but strange cable blade, voodoo, marvel, iron fist, cage, cat, marvel, one. And then last minute you get Matt Herb, who we met at Nova, which is pretty cool. Um running 
first of all, what a great name for a list. Uh, Agusas was Bat, Blade of All Trades. That's, that's decent. Then you get Matt Herb throwing hot fire with midnight cable TV. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Like, such a good name. Um, this, I actually liked his list a lot, too. And he brings up a lot of good points. So we got Cable, Blade, Wong, Voodoo, Buster, uh, Black Dwarf, Mystique, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange. Uh, Tactics, yeah, this Siege, Bats, Avengers Assemble, Deception. I almost said Decepticon. Uh, Heroes for Hire, Fall Back, Hero, uh, Helios, Face Me, Indomitable, Follow Me, Crisis, Running Demons, Intrusions, Gamma, Research, Alien, Hammers. And uh, basically talking about different things that how Cable is actually are kind of good for Midnight Suns. Like he's like, this, this is something like what I don't remember if I talked about it on the episode last week or not, but basically, like my thought with Cable and Suns is they don't have a back line. Cable's a backline. Yeah, he's five threat, but he's a pretty good backline to put out incinerate for Suns. Throw up a shield if Blade gets hit with energy. Um, that's an interesting thing. Plus, he can bump and move and shoot somebody and then potentially body slide. Like, he's got quite a bit of mobility with the bump added in there. Yeah, he's been three power on mobility, but he really, after round one, he doesn't need to move at all with a bump and a body slide. That's it's pretty far movement. Nice. Uh, so I liked I liked uh, Matt's um, Midnight Cable TV list. The name itself is just wonderful for me. I like it because no, I liked his rundown. I like I like that we've been getting rundowns. I feel like we should get rundowns yeah. from, from people more often for these challenge of the weeks. That's so, fair. Bonus points for rundowns. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Um, so yeah. I guess we can move on to the main topic of the week. The topic of the week. I gotta say, excited because we're calling this one Big Con Energy because you got that Big Con Energy. <laughs> so I like when I we were in the car and that song came on the radio, right? <laughs> and and I'm sitting there and I'm like, are they really saying this right now? Like, yes. This is like <laughs> the best part was is like this is like literally on the radio, and it was saying, it. and I was like, what has like. Is the FCC just like giving up, like, <laughs> like, and then I looked at who sings it because it's like it's, I forgot who it has. Like, it's got like Mariah Carey in it, doesn't it? Like, I was like, what the but hell? It's sampled, yeah. It's a, it's a. I'm pretty sure it's a Mariah Carey sample. I'm not. Yeah, but uh, like every time, every time it comes on, I'm like, what is this world coming to? Like, we have there's like literally a song, and like, what does this even mean? Like, it's quiet confidence. Quiet, it's, the, is it, it's, it's is, the nastiest is it, possible way to say quiet confidence. Is it quiet confidence though? Like, I feel like it's like that tool confidence where the, like the person is just like full of themselves. That's what I think. Oh no, it's uh, I think that uh, it, it, Pete Davidson is the uh, the dude that like has this mojo right now. Is like where a lot of this conversation started. Like, I don't Who's follow a lot Pete? of. I don't. I don't know who Pete Davidson is. Pete Davidson's a dude from Saturday Night Live. That's like dated attractive and famous women recently. And he's just kind of like a dude. You're like, really? He's with her. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I'm i sure the wife will probably like hop in here and be like, he's that guy I keep talking about. <laughs> he's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I, I like someone. Is he the guy? Is he the guy with like the blonde highlights from like the 90s? Yeah, he did like the full blown like bleach blonde like buzz cut. And now it's kind of okay. going out a little bit. Yeah, it's that guy. Okay. Okay. Got it. 
So he's the guy that started this thing, and it still makes no sense to me. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyways, he started so much as like people said it about him. <laughs> I mean, but, I guess that's a compliment. I guess. I think so. I mean, I don't yeah, think fair. it's a knock. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, so BitCon Energy. Uh, we just got back from Nova, and then Sam did NashCon two weeks ago. So. You got that real big con energy and <laughs> fun. This uh this last weekend was a blast. Um we took took the wife. Uh she had a lot of fun. Um I, I will say I think meeting um like Cutthroat here in person, like that was like by far like we stayed up until four o'clock like every single that week. <laughs> that changed the weekend. <laughs> like the so, whole so, of the weekend. <laughs> And I think I think the story, I guess, or not really story, but like learning or just thing to take away. Yeah, the the, the takeaway point from that is yeah, just go to a con and just talk to people and yeah, like walk around in the middle of the night and who knows who you'll find. <laughs> exactly. So I mean that that's a story in and of itself, right? Because you you had to go back to the room to like take care of your dog, and I was like, well, I want to go scout the tables because I'm a sweaty tryhard. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go see if the MCP room's unlocked. I'm going to go in, and if the tables are open, I'm just going to you know, take a take a gander around, see what tomorrow's going to look like. And uh, so I'm in there, and I'm just scouting tables with uh, the fantastic Mr. Fox. And uh, lo and behold, this dude comes in with his buddy, and they just kind of sit down, and they were talking about, like, sweaty tryhards and MCP, people trying to, like, <laughs> bend the rules and, like, push things to the extremes. And so I just started talking to him about it, like, because I was like, that's... That's a, you know, a hot topic for me because like, I don't want to like push the extent of like the competitive envelope, but like I do pay a little more attention to this game than I feel like I should. And you had mentioned that you were trying to find this painter guy. You were like, Hey, you got to find this guy. And I, I didn't remember his name at the time. And so yeah. I'm in there and I'm like, he starts talking about painting and he's like showing me stuff from his Instagram and just like straight up from his phone. Like, Hey, look at this thing I did. <laughs> and he's amazing. So I messaged you and I was like, hey, I'm in the MCP room. It's unlocked if you go to the second door and there's this dude in here painting. And you were like, is it? And I was like, yes, it sure is. Like trying to do nothing. Like, I'm like <laughs> trying to look at his name tag without looking at his name tag, obviously. <laughs> and boom, like the entire trajectory of my con experience changed. And I swear, I am a better painter today than I was last Thursday. Like, <laughs> just, and I didn't just from conversations. <laughs> yeah, just from talking with this guy <laughs> and being around him and listening to him like rip things apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and talk about what's good. You know, it, it mind blowing. And then he introduced us to other painting people, and uh, just wild. What a wild ride. Sorry, like that. Oh no, you're fine. Like, like the best part about it was like I've been watching him like Twitch uh, paint for a long time now and like i'd always like because I, I remember like i hopped into his twitch room one time and i was like i saw him painting and i saw his tattoos and i was like is that is that is that a dragon ball tattoo and uh <laughs> literally like completely diverted his stream for like 20 to 30 minutes just talking about <laughs> dragon ball and his tattoo and um and, and as you can tell after meeting him that's pretty much how he is a person <laughs> yeah it's, like love, love the guy but like Woo. Uh, you either grab a hold of that coattail, you either grab a hold of that coattail and you enjoy the ride, or like really just walk away. Like that's but those, like those are pretty much your choices. The best part about it though is he completely realizes it. Like his uh I, I mentioned it at one point. He's like, You gotta have that fishing pole, man. You just gotta reel me back in. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Oh, it's, it's a good time though. Real, real exciting. Like I said, like staying up to like four o'clock basically every single night. We were there just literally talking, and ninety percent of it was literally about painting, how to become a better painting manager, and that yeah. spewed Sam and I to talk. And um, sometime in the near future, hopefully soon, we're gonna get him on. And we're gonna talk about hobby and painting and how we can all become better painters. <laughs> you because guys thought the last shows were long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a fun one. Uh, he can talk, but it's always it's it's such good information though, and I'm really excited to do that. Um, like literally, like like I said, like staying up till four o'clock in the morning, literally just talking about painting, how to become a better painter, and um, like just from those conversations, I feel like yeah, I understand exactly. so much more. Um, like and like I'm like wow, I was thinking about this completely the wrong way. So. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to stop talking about that because we're going to end up doing a whole episode on it at some point. Uh, That's fair. The only thing that uh, I would say is that, like, I swear I learned more in, in two nights of just, like, being in his presence than I have in, like, five years of trying to be a self-taught motion painter. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm going I'm to go ahead and just give him a shout-out, too, if anybody wants to go follow him on Instagram or Twitch. He does stream quite frequently, and he posts pictures up quite frequently. It is Cutthroat Cure um, on Instagram and Twitch. I would highly recommend it. He's a great painter. Um and he's just a really solid dude all around. So uh, go ahead and give him a follow. Uh, all right. So back to big con energy. Um, we have on here first, what makes a con event different? I think you're trying to get with this. It's like your locals, TTS leagues. Like what makes a con stand out? And con, for those of you who don't know, is short for convention, not con. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> all right um so let's go ahead and discuss what makes a con different one that energy like staying up until four o'clock in the morning knowing you have to be up at like eight o'clock seven o'clock to the game and play in a competitive tournament and not be phased by it at all like you literally yeah. are just like buzzing on this high the entire time because of the experiences you're having and it's super fun um versus tts I'm going to hop on my computer at home, maybe crack a beer and click some <laughs> buttons. <laughs> like even like talking about it, like the, it, uh, like talking about going to a convention is just so much more fun than like, yeah. like TTS has its purposes, but like, Oh man, like if I could go to a convention like once a month, I would totally 100%. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I don't know. So this is the first convention I've been to in a really long time. Cause like, it yeah. was like, for me, it was like, I was playing, playing X-Wing and then it was like, I had kid one and then i had thing two and then it was pandemic and it was like whoa i guess there's no more of that ever again ever and now yeah. things are kind of kind of roaring back a little bit now and it, it's starting to starting to fire well, up i think so. i so like i'll say nova's probably my first like real con because i don't like nova compared to nash con is like <laughs> no no offense like, to nash con but nash yeah. con is a, it's a starter con <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a very really small is though um, so like I would say Nova is like my actual first like actual true gaming convention that I've been to. Um, like I've been to local tournaments, I've been to like big local tournaments, mm-hmm. but like Nova Nova is an experience. I will one hundred percent say that. And I like yeah. I, here's another thing. Uh, I will, I'll say this real quick before I forget. Um, if you are ever considering taking your significant other, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be, um, to a convention, just do it. Like. She had so much fun. Um, I will say it's probably a lot to do with cutthroat, <laughs> but um, but I gotta I gotta say like like she had so much fun there. Um, just from like meeting everybody, 
and talking and going out and just enjoying the moments and seeing all the stuff. Like, yeah. I've been trying since we got together to like get her to paint, paint and like be more interested in miniatures games and trying to push my nerd culture onto her and be like, enjoy this hobby with me. And like, just trying like for years. And she goes to one convention and now she's like, I want to paint. I want to paint. Like, like he, like Cutthroat Cure, he makes me want to paint. Like seeing that stuff that he does, and I feel like I know what, like I have an idea now and I, I understand it a little bit better. And I just want to paint. And like hearing that from her is like, 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 whoo. Um, and like now she's got like a miniatures game that she's interested in and she's got like all this stuff going. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So it's like, if you ever consider taking your significant other to a con, just go ahead and do it. Like it's, it's a blast and you're going to enjoy yourself. Like, for it. sure let's do it are, are you ready to be the gaming spouse at the next like major like <laughs> moonstone event <laughs> i know right that game's tight though i ain't gonna lie like i i enjoyed it it's like we just got done that's why we were late is we were fiddling around with trying to understand the rules and um all that it's a really fun game and i'm trying to spread the word because i think this game is like so underlooked like their official like moonstone discord only has like 600 people in it um, oh wow like like and those models alone should draw like hobbyists like those models are beautiful uh um, yeah. like just great sculpts great resin sculpts um so here's i guess my second shout out is um go ahead and look up moonstone and like just look at it it's just such a cool unique game um I love MCP and it's looking at my main game but we're gonna dabble in some moonstone for funsies because it's a super cool and i think that game should be talked about and uh actually like played in the u.s i don't think it's a very 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 prevalent here i actually joined that discord and there was like three people they're like oh the mcp crowd's coming here now <laughs> oh watch out <laughs> but uh oh yeah i got dojo dv he was uh one of the finalists dojo is um i need to get my wife to actually come down to the con floor next time <laughs> uh, the secret is you Dude. trap him with dinner you trap him with dinner first and then you just get him out there you gotta, you gotta. I, okay, here we go. Before we get into what makes a con different, so here's right, right. here's the secret: is you gotta like instead of just jamming them into the con floor, is you gotta like go out to eat with a bunch of the nerds. So that way you build yeah. that rapport, and that way like she or your significant other doesn't feel like alone and in a weird, strange place. That way she knows that there's friends and she's safe yeah. and nothing's gonna happen. And once they're in that comfort zone, bam, the floor shows up. <laughs> Sweaty tryhards everywhere. <laughs> oh, man, sure thing. Yeah. That's the other side of the coin. My wife is so excited for me to leave her for LVO weekend, right? Like, like there's, there's, two, there's two ways about this. <laughs> right? Just get in there. Get it off your body. Absolutely. <sighs> And she it's says, and she's in here. She says, nerds, the nicest people that just drink and come up to you like, hey, yeah, <laughs> oh, it was great, though. Like, it's like I loved it because like we'd just be sitting outside and drinking. And like there was like those guys that just came by and they brought like they had like a 24 pack of beer, just handed it out. Like, here you go. You want one? Like, it's just I love like it, it, it all comes back to that big con energy. Like, it's just like it's an experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. And I highly recommend anybody who's looking at going to like a big con like Nova or Adepticon, Gen Con. Any of those cons that there's a crap ton of people, like just go and enjoy yourself. Don't don't sit and think on it. Just go. Is that my rad dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
good times, good times. All right, uh, all right. Let's let's actually get on to yeah, talking right. points. <laughs> what makes a what makes a, a con different? I think we kind of hit that pretty well. Like all these experiences that we're talking about, you're not going to get that at a local. Like you're going to have fun at your local events. You're going to have like your competitiveness. You're going to have all that. You're going to have your good talks. You're going to have fun. Yeah, but you're not going to have like these memories of like, man, I met I met so and so from. I met so and so that I've been watching Twitch stream for the past four or five years, <laughs> and stayed up till four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like you're not gonna have those memories, so like it's just a plethora, a plethora of just like events that happen. And like, yeah, played an MCP tournament, and that was like what we went there to do. But I ain't gonna lie, like hanging out till four o'clock in the morning outside every single night is more memorable than the tournament itself was. I'm, yes, I had such a good time at the tournament. Like it was so cool meeting, like yeah. put so many faces to, to to you know text names that I see, and that's uh, what gets me. That's yeah, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't know who you are, but I like there's so many people that like like you, you're Dylan. Are you you rogue, rogue agents, right? I'm like like yeah. Like I'm so and so, and I'm like oh, I know your name. Yeah. <laughs> Was it like, like the first time i don't know if we ever talked about that on here the first time that like like nashcon last year i mean that was how we like, met it, yeah that's how we met <laughs> just like that <laughs> like it was it was literally literally sam's like dessert and i'm like i don't know who you are <laughs> i'm sam oh i'm finger guns <laughs> yeah it was like like i don't know like sam finger guns and i'm like oh i know exactly who you are and I don't, I'm probably gonna have a lot of loudnesses on this one compared to be just like you know <laughs> how I met your co-host. co-host. Uh, good times, but again, like like we wouldn't have. I mean, like TTS helped also, but like we wouldn't have like met in person ever if it wasn't for a convention. Yeah, that so, it's. I think one of the things that makes a con different than like you know local game store day, even if your game store has like multiple events running at the same time. It's so different when you walk into a place and it's so many like-minded individuals. Like I feel like Nova is like primarily miniatures, wholly miniatures. Yep. And and so like this was the, the the biggest miniatures convention I've I've ever been to. Because I don't get I haven't made it out to Gen Con, but like I feel like Gen Con's even a different animal still from this. Yeah. And then I can't go to Adepticon because of my career path, as I'm too busy during that time of year. But like this was like, all right, this is perfect. This is like right in a great window and it, it was it was absolutely amazing it was the biggest con i've ever been to i definitely want to i wanted to go to it before like years ago back when i first started playing x-wing i was like i gotta go but it was across you know the coast for me and i was like i can't do that yeah. it's too far but just having so many different things going on at once having so many different gamers there like i was having conversations with a bunch of 40k dudes it was just like about gaming like it wasn't yeah. like you know, like, I don't want to talk to you about MCP. I don't want to talk to you about Warhammer. I want to talk to you about just, like, the hobby as, like, a full thing. And if you, like, like, I talked to one guy who helps, you know, organize 40K events in his area. And it was like, no, I want to talk to you just about running events. Like, 40K is super popular. Like, how do you how do you manage that? Like, how do you price support it? How do you do this? Like, just TO 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 stuff. Like, I want to know. So yeah. I want to get bigger events. Well, it was, like, crazy because, like, I'm going to lie. I definitely, like have the stigma of oh 40k players like ugh. oh same um, i was trying to break through it <laughs> yeah and then like like the those guys came up to us and it was just like like it was a really good conversation like um 
And like at yeah. the end of it, he's like, it's like, oh my, um, like I said, his nephew or his son uh, plays MCP, and actually, like, like we got him into the Discord as well. And oh, nice. Um, so yeah, like, like this is like honestly like like that those conversations like literally like change my opinion of the average 40k player. Yeah, like 100 percent because well, I'm mean, like so like. 40k player just super like the epitome of sweaty try hard for sure and like of those guys that we were talking to on on saturday night like i'm pretty sure the the one that did the best went like three and three not to like just not to you know denigrate them in yeah. any way but like <laughs> of the sweaty tryhards, like going three and three like that's I, I believe that you're a sweaty tryhard, but at the same time you're not the sweatiest yeah. <laughs> you're non-toxic yeah that was good okay good. that's good but like again, like like what makes a con event different is like, it's it's really just comes down to the memories. Like you really like you really think about it. Like I'm never gonna forget this weekend, and mm-hmm. like ever, um, like one like it's basically gonna be the weekend that sets my wife down the um, nerd path of true nerdum, instead of like dipping the toes in the water and playing computer games and occasionally okay I'll play MCP and. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to being like, I want this miniature. I want to paint it. Like, did you see the picture? Like, I, I put up. Did you see the picture I put up of the the priming sheet the other day? She used an airbrush for the first time the other night, um, priming up a bust, and like she really wants to paint the bust. Um, so it's like, again, thanks, thanks, Cutthroat for helping out. Um, <laughs> whiskey warlord, pour one out for those that don't live in the U.S. or U.K. Oh man, where's where's whiskey warlord from? Uh, down under. They got they down, got down what CanCon? They got CanCon down there, don't they? Oh golly, I'm I'm not. Is that, that what's called? I've seen some pictures Cam of their Con. events, and and they're they're just waiting for more Kingdom Con. Is it like Kingdom? They're, they're I don't. God, what is it called? They have a big convention <laughs> down there, and now I can't think of the name. Whiskey Warlord, please help me out. Um, because CanCon sounds like it'd be something from Canada. Are they a con? But yes, CanCon. Okay, so CanCon sounds like <laughs> NashCon. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it's probably better than NashCon. Let's be real, uh, because it's Australians and Australians are awesome people. Um, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I, I've worked with quite a few Australians, and every single time, it's like I, I love working with Australians. Like it's great people all the time. Um, anyways, where were we? Uh, what makes a con different? I think we can move on to the next one. <laughs> um. All right. So before before you go to a convention, you got a bunch of prep that you got to that you got to do. We covered this before, um, but maybe a quick recap is what you put in here. So prep, I put so much prep into Nova. Like I have been grinding games out like no other because I'm like I'm gonna go to Nova and I'm gonna play. Did that happen? No. Do you know why that didn't happen, listeners? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> And and strength of schedule problems, which was didn't, also didn't, I also helped you. I by helped you, I mean helped you not make by 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 dropping my round uh, three game. So. I know, like I think if you won your round three game, I think I actually had a chance to squeeze in because you were number three, I think. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, we're gonna talk about that game. <laughs> we're gonna have to. Um, but anyways, uh, prep, like I spent, I think before Nova, I went into Nova with, um, there's like 108, 109, something like that games with Malekith. Um, granted different, um, 
sorry, I, guess I saw that. I was trying to read it at the same time. Uh, different, um, different roster iterations. I think for the last month, because it was about a month from when I threw Modoc in there. I had I didn't make a single change yeah. at the time I added Modoc. So it was about a month. And I think that was roughly like forty something games going up to Nova that I had with my list, and I felt really good. And I I was still say to this Tam, I think that the Malekith list that I have is like the most min max optimized I could have made that list for my personal play style. Mm-hmm. Like it might be different for you. It might be different for the listener, but for my personal play style, I was happy with that list. Like I was 100% like this is like a highly competitive list. It's going to have issues getting beat. And sure enough, <clears throat> gets beat to a leader list. <laughs> Bullshittery. Uh <laughs> All my other games were great. All my other games were so good. I like, like, it's like, I felt like looking back on it, I feel like I played like probably some of my best MCP. Like, I hardly make mistakes. I hardly made mistakes during it. Um, like, I can't really think of anything that was like, man, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't do that. It was very much like, uh, yeah, I made the, the best moves that I could in the situations given. Even in our game, I feel like I don't really know what else I could have done differently other than just roll better. Like, better would have uh, been been huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, talk about prep. Um, I put a lot of work into it, and I you went did. into Nova being like, I'm, like, I feel prepared. Like, I don't feel nervous. Like, I, I did feel nervous because I was watching like the day one, and I was like, why is Malekith losing? Like, was this like soft nerf on uh Cloak of Shadows like that big that I am not seeing it? <laughs> um, and it made me worried, and I got into it, and I was like, this is great doing good um but prep do you want to mention your prep mistake so i, I didn't do anything i did, I did zero no prep. no no i'm talking <laughs> well, i mean that too but i'm talking about your preparation of packing your bag <laughs> oh yeah so i completely forgot to bring a card and uh got got lucky so i I got lucky by finding what I needed at a vendor. I uh, got to buy the entire expansion and then got even luckier in that somebody who was kind of in our extended group, uh, shout out to, to patron Joey, I got to get rid of it before I left. So I didn't even wind up with like an extra Luke Cage oh, and Iron Fist that I got for Heroes for Hire because I did definitely bring my, my Luke Cage. But uh, yeah. I, I sure didn't grab his card. So sometimes you think you've got him in this stack. But they were actually in that stack, and then you grab <laughs> this stack and you put it in your bag without checking it, and then you leave because sometimes that's what you do, and that's what I did. So uh, be be careful about that kind of stuff because you are traveling, <laughs> sometimes far. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes farther than you expected because I had accidentally looked up directions to Richmond back when I booked my hotel room and bought my compass. Oh no! <laughs> and I thought I was looking at like a six-hour drive, and it turned out to be eight and a half. I had a blast. Not going to complain. Might have looked at the 90-minute flight instead. But uh, instead of that, I got to spend eight and a half hours with my brother just driving and chilling and talking about X-Wing and Crisis Protocol. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other prep stuff that I think is definitely worthwhile mentioning is it might be worth calling the hotel and understanding how their uh Oh, yes. Billing works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to do that for my rental car and for the hotel. Just like before I like checked out, I definitely went and had a long conversation with both of them just to be like, just need to confirm some numbers here because 
the numbers that I got messaged on my phone were a lot larger than I expected them to be. <laughs> oh yeah, like well, like, like here's the thing, like especially like a con hell, con hell, a con hotel. Um, <laughs> I mean, it kind but, of they're, they're not known for their continental breakfasts and amenities. No. They're very nice hotels. <laughs> it was a good hotel, um, but it was like, um, oh. It was like you had the 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 fee for the hotel, which is what all I thought I was going to be paying. Right. And then they hit you with, oh, there's a deposit that you won't get until like a week or two after. And then on top of that, there's a mandatory valet parking. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that one was a surprise. Want, yeah, that one. I was like, what? And um, that was not not light at all. That was a very um very interesting one so like i honestly like prepping call your hotel ahead of the time and like like sam said your rental car place and double check to make sure that you understand all the fees that are happening due to this because man you got five dollars off breakfast how did you get that they ate breakfast oh. there and told them they were part of the con they were like here have breakfast uh, for $5 less. well i mean that's like another thing too is like understanding the deals you can get because yeah um it was also like the valet parking was like half off which made it like tolerable yeah it was so crazy, but, but yeah, like understanding the expenses and actually like knowing what expenses are coming out instead of planning like, Oh, I'm like, we got like this and we can yeah. like go and do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm out almost $200 that I wasn't expecting because of hotel fees. Um, like it's, it was insane. So understanding that is great. Uh, okay. Uh, what else we got in here? Travel and how there's different than getting ready for any other type of events. What do you want to talk about? I think we kind of hit that pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, just understanding that travel has some extra elements to it, right? So it's not just cost, it's also time. It's distance from where you are. Like if you need, if you forget something, if you're a moron like me and you, you forgot what you thought was a key and integral part of your list and then uh, you don't use it all day, but you still felt like you needed it. Like that's the kind of thing that you can't just, you know, run home real quick before the event starts and grab. You got to find it somewhere. So now you're dealing with uh, valet parking, checkout, a drive across town, and you know things like that. That's even if they're open, right? So hopefully you're at a big enough con where they've got a vendor selling your game, and uh, you can sneak in there an hour before they open, and they just happen to be, still be there and willing yeah. to help. Um, I think another thing for prep is if you plan on doing anything outside of the con, you might as well just throw that away because we were gonna go check out DC like on that Friday. We were like, we're gonna go check yep. out DC. We're You're gonna not. go do this. We're gonna go check out Arlington. And yeah, that did not happen at all. Um, <laughs> we tried to go check out Arlington like Monday. Yeah, and it did not work. Um, it, like we were like, we're tired. Like let's just let's just go home. Uh, like, <laughs> Arlington um, was an important part of my trip because of my brother. And so we yeah. we we did we did check in through Arlington on our way out of town, and it was it was well worth it. It was. I was kind of surprised we, at the level of tourism at Arlington yeah. that kind of blew me away like I feel like that's the kind of place you go because you have something to do there but uh I mean well, whatever granted, it's, a, it's a monument granted we're only like we're only like two hours away so that's fair you can get there another could, time yeah well we could do that another weekend um so yeah like making I guess making realistic plans for stuff going on during the same time as the con is probably worthwhile yeah so at, at NashCon like I brought a bunch of champions decks and I had like this whole like hopes and dreams things where I was going to like get out and see Nashville. It didn't, it didn't happen. 
I also didn't have the same kind of big, I didn't have the same kind of big con energy at NashCon as I did at Nova. Because at NashCon, I was like, I was practically like straight laced. Like, cause I was tired. My family had been sick in the week coming in. And so like, I just yeah. wanted to like rest. And like, I didn't want to party because I like, wasn't sure if I was going to get sick. And I certainly didn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> No, the the real reason the real reason is because of one individual. <laughs> the that's real reason wife. is and that's yes. my wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, good no, times. It was good. It was good. Yeah, the travel. Uh, I guess so. Like getting ready for an event. The only thing we haven't really talked about is like the secret tech side of things, right? So like you've been brainstorming your uh, Malekith roster for you know six weeks Once. easy. Like well before, right? Like since the reveal, which is like the yeah, since this card came out, yeah. And like you've been rocking that, doing practice games and this and that, and iterations of the roster, and talking to anybody who is interested in in brainstorming on that. And it's like that's yeah, like anybody who is willing to go into Malakith at the time. <laughs> yeah, you have like, No, <laughs> right? It's like that's oh. that's secret tech, right? And like my secret tech for Nashcon was literally like I just didn't want to like broadcast too hard that I was going to play Asgard because I didn't want people to play against it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really like all like a lot of secret tech is. You just, you're trying to bring something that's going to surprise people, kind of knock them off the rocker a little bit and like, oh, wow, I was expecting to play against a bunch of Avengers and now I'm playing this or, you know, whatever. I don't, so I'm kind of different opinion on this because I don't really think right, secret right. tech is really like anything at all, to be completely honest. That's because fair. Some people, some people say secret tech, and it's like, what are you taking? Oh, I'm taking a standard, like Midnight Suns list. And what's <laughs> Seven those? affiliated Asgard characters. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, like secret tech isn't really secret tech, other than the fact that like you yourself are bringing this list. Um, yeah. Which is honestly kind of hard to do as like a content person because it's like you want to talk about what you're doing and what you're working on, which mm-hmm. we do very openly. <laughs> um, yeah here is what I'm playing and taking a Nova look at my list months before it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's kind of like, I don't know, like to me, like secret tech is almost kind of like a falsity of a statement just because like, That's fair. what is, what is a secret tech in this game? Because if you are going to a con to play at a highly competitive level, there should be no secret tech out there because you're preparing for a convention and you played into almost everything you possibly can to make mm-hmm. sure you are as ready to take the gold as you can. Um, the secret tech is like, how you play it to some extent. I, I could see that, like, like the play style, but like that could be said as far as like me playing my games in like an enclosed group that mm-hmm. not many people see my play style. But I, I, I don't know. I kind of like fly by the wing, I guess, where it's like I play every game different as and do what I need to do as the situation comes up and not really build a game plan other than in the moment. This whole like evaluating the board state constantly like yeah i don't know maybe 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 my secret tech is like the mindset that i take into a game um, maybe i mean so i mean follow me here though right so I, I agree with you about like maybe secret tech's not actually like all that secret like i think that to some extent it's the way you play it it's your approach it's maybe like one or two pieces in your roster or really where this the secret tech comes into play so, omega and sinister <laughs> yeah right like so your secret tech was omega and sinister my secret tech was bringing super giant and luke cage right like they're yeah, you know, like they're they're pieces that maybe don't always show up in black order. I don't know. That's what I was kind of looking for at, at Nova. Yeah. But I think, so number one, secret tech for me comes from like magic, the gathering in like the late nineties where yeah. like the internet was nowhere near as uh, 
prevalent and it didn't, you know, dredge quite as deep across the spectrum. And so a lot of things like got, you, you had concurrent development of like really solid decks that would happen, but you didn't really have, you know, a lot of foreknowledge of what this amazing deck was going to be. And uh, I think that my my slant on secret tech kind of kind of comes from that. But I'd say in, in your case, you do have some secret tech. Because if you read the article that, uh, I'm sorry if your name's not Peyton, but Peyton Priest wrote yeah, out. Yeah, Peyton. Yep. where he's talking about like a Mal- Malekith being like this this dream attrition piece and your approach is wildly different than that at least the way i understand it is that yep. you're you're doing a lot more objectives first not to like give all your secret tech away but you're doing a lot of yeah. objective first <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuff so like you're the secret tech to your roster in a lot of ways the way you play it and the choices so i can, that you I can make. see that but like i don't necessarily think it's really secret tech as far as like understanding a certain person's play style like you look at like I, I we say this all the time like if i make a list and you make a list and we hand it off to each other we're gonna play both those lists considerably different because mm-hmm. of our play styles and how we look at the game um i very much looked at malekith and i started him out like hey i'm gonna go like he's a great attrition piece i'm going full attrition i want tanky four threats that are gonna contribute to this attrition plan and i kept looking at it and i'm like every single time i play if i get to round five or six the game is extremely hairy like it's just like on the skin of my teeth what do i do to change this and it's like why don't i just play scenario like like let's turn this into a scenario list and get those vps rolling the only person you'd really kill and stuff is malekith yeah. So go play scenarios with Malgus. Like I basically turned my list into a solely attrition piece list into having seven out of 10 pieces being displacement pieces and control pieces and basically playing Malekith like a web warriors list, which was really kind of funny. Um, like I had, I had two games over Nova where I made like, Oh, like less than five attacks over the entire game. Like, it was all about displacements and all those attacks were basically Malekith just throwing people off points. So, so yeah, it's a uh, very, very interesting in that aspect. So uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Did I you miss any throws that. all day with Mal ferocity throws? I think there was one. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Nice. Uh, thanks for handing out. That is a good thing. I was, um, the guy that uh, ran, I don't. I don't like saying people's names if I don't have to. Um, just, just for like, yes, just to say uh, like I think your your own personal anonymity. Um, yeah. uh, basically, uh, the guy that ran Nova is saying that Nova next year is going to be in DC proper, uh, which is actually pretty cool. So that's awesome. Um, so that's that's awesome. Uh, all right, where are we at? Personal expectations. Right. Personal like expectations. That's, that's the big one that we've talked about with tournaments in in the past. Is just kind of yeah. like when you go to one of when you go to any event, you got to have a. Set what is of your goal? What is your yeah, goal like, you for your do? roster? Are you there to win? Are you there to prove a point? Are you there to you know hit five hundred because you know you're on your way up? Are you there to like just get one win? And like I heard people say these things all day. Like I'm just, I just need, I just want to get one win. Usually yeah. that one comes in later. That's where. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about stretch goals and uh, backup plans, but uh, <laughs> so you can come in with your expectations, but like if you're expect if if you're if you're hoping to just go two and two, well, what happens when you get that second win? Like, yeah. all right, are you done? I'm like at that point, you might as well drop. 
<laughs> no, you got to have a stretch goal, right? So like now what's the goal? Is the goal at, at 2 and 0 is it to go 3 and 1? Is it to, you know, make the cut or is it to, you know, just keep winning and win the event? Like you got at that point you got to got to reevaluate your stretch goals. And uh if you're 0 and 3 on the day, now it's time to find a backup plan, right? So is it just win one? Is it go find a great place to eat? Like what's your what's your next step to uh make sure that you still have a good time at this thing cuz like let's be honest, you probably traveled there. You paid good money to be there. You are there with other people who may be doing better or worse than you. And you still want to have a good time because it's you're giving up your weekend for this. So go kill it. Yeah. yeah um, I think, like, like um, again, like the, the TO that ran it, like just put in the, the chat. As a side, I was super happy that the tournament was nearly 100% painted. I, Heck yeah. I think. From from what I saw, like I, I don't think I saw that many that was unpainted. Like you said, like, I don't think I saw a gray model all day. Yeah, like, maybe I got lucky. You can say my name. All right, his name's Ryan. Uh, he's <laughs> so much easier. Ryan. <laughs> T.O. Ryan. Um, honestly, like I, I was given like it's not just because you're here, but like this amazing job. The event ran super smooth. Um, really can't wait to see what happens next with MCP and Nova. Um, like honestly, like the the guys that put that together, Ryan and like his um. The other guys that helped them, I can't remember their names now. Uh, but they uh, they put out like amazing prize support. Like, oh, granted, that's the best pricing I've seen. Good job. Yeah, guys. like like I will say, like they they busted their ass to make sure everybody got something that came to this event. And uh, he says John and Sandro. All right. So really big kudos to the guys running Nova. They um, like literally everybody got something plus something. Like I swear, like I can like. From anything from OP kits to models to I don't know what thirty different New York building kits. Heck yeah! <laughs> like oh, it was great. Um, like just you, amazing prize support. I, I know he said that they're not trying to they're not trying, but they're not going to be able to get that much next year. But like the fact that you guys were able to pull off like that much prize support to ensure everybody got something, it's just amazing. Yeah. Like hope to see more people there next year. Me that. too, man. I, I bet yeah. you guys could fill sixty four man heats. Just yeah, saying. absolutely. <laughs> also, <laughs> I put it in the Discord. Um, but probably one of the best MCP first place trophies I've ever seen. They went and got literally like a wrestling belt and made an MCP wrestling yeah. belt for the champion. Like that thing was awesome. Uh, yeah. Where's the board I want? It's actually over there. Um, off camera. Off camera. Uh, fully put yeah, together. They... Fully ready for a game <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually. I have yet to be unpacked from Nova. Actually, because I, w I made the mistake of not taking leave past Nova. So, like, I went right into getting ready for work when I got home. <laughs> um, so that's that's something. But, yeah, like, uh, man, I got all I got a Quinjet. I got the uh, the they literally I'll put picture, pictures. Up. I still got I want to put together like back up how it was and put pictures up. But they literally built one of those um, 3D printed um, handmade lot of love put into um painted terrain and they raffled it off yeah. um, and i was luckily lucky enough to win it so i really uh, obviously it was the tickets that i gave you for day two that they're not wrong got you that for. except for that <laughs> ticket i'm not gonna lie so like that ticket had nothing to do with that <laughs> it was okay. a it was a it was a whole new round of tickets um, okay all right all right all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure it was i'd say that too. uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Granted, you didn't give me any tickets because you lost yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the tickets I gave you. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Got to go send it back. Redraw. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so back to personal expectations, hopes, and dreams. Um, yeah. Going back to, like, you can kind of tell from, like, how much practice and prep I put into Nova is my expectations, hopes, and dreams was to try and win Nova. Um, that didn't happen, and uh, it's just rough, rough pick of the draw, um, and it happens. And then my plan essentially goes from, like, I want to go 4-0 on this day. Round two ends up being 1-1, one one, so I'm like, oh, shit, like, what do I do now? It's like, well, I got to do the best that I can the rest of these games and then hope out all my, my SOS pans out that I can make it. And if not, I'm having fun. I'm playing MCP and I'm meeting people and having just great games overall. I can't let this loss get me down, which it didn't yeah. like my next two games. I ended up doing really well in, um, and then Sam decided to lose his next game. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to let I you down on that. <laughs> freaking web warriors, man. I, <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll come back around to it. I'll, I'll I'll share my hopes and expectations and and all that beforehand, or you know when you're done. Oh but, no, I'm yeah. done. Uh, yeah. oh, right. Basically, it went to like well, as soon as I, I lost that game, it was I'm just going to do the best I can and enjoy the games as they come up and have a great time because I'm here to play games. I'm here to have a time like a great time. This yeah. event was great, and um, we're here for fun. Nice. All right. Yeah. Go ahead now. All right, so I wanted to prove that the Black Order could still do something in in the Malekith meta, and yep. uh, my my roster certainly my roster and dice certainly showed up the one time I played a Malekith. So uh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess that worked. But my my personal kryptonite is often Web Warriors with uh, the Black Order, and uh, yep. I I feel like somewhat lucky and blessed in that I can point to mistakes that I made in my losses to Web Warriors, where it's like, why did I do that? How did I do that? And uh, so I don't feel like I got like, you know, shysteed out of anything. I just brought a squad that kind of punted to Web Warriors because I didn't expect to see very many of them. And uh, mm. so I, I was like, you know, I don't expect to see very much Web Warriors. I was concerned about my Avengers matchup, but I was like, you know, it, my perspective on tournaments a lot of the time is that if it's your day, it's your day. And if it's not, it's not. So it almost doesn't matter what you bring. Bring things that you like, bring things that you want to play with, bring things that, you know, mean something to you. So Black Order is my first love in this game. And uh, they are not in a great place in the middle. <laughs> the, I feel like the game has kind of moved away from Black Order in a lot of ways, the way that like, it moved away from MODOK kind of early on, yeah. where everybody was kind of complaining about MODOK. But then the game itself just kind of just kept moving on its trajectory. And uh, I feel like Black Order is kind of there right now. So I, I wanted to play Corvus Leadership as much as I could at this event. And I probably should have played it against both my Web Warrior pairings, but I didn't. I went with Thanos because it's a comfy place for me. I feel like that's like that's the Black Order that I, I know and love. And Corvus is a lot of unexplored territory for me. And uh, I tend to choose the devil I know instead of the devil I don't. So that was that. And uh, when I went to Nashcon, I wanted to prove that Asgard wasn't, you know, like a bottom tier affiliation or anything like that. And so I wanted to play Asgard there. I wanted to play Black Order here. And I did very little prep for for Nova because I have I have a an un fortunate or amazing amount of reps with black order depending on how you uh want to label that and so uh i didn't do a whole lot of prep because uh, i don't really like playing it into people i know and they don't really like it either so uh we uh i uh, just kind of brought it and played x-men's on a very short list for me x-men's actually what brought me into this game for what that's worth but uh i didn't I didn't want to bring X-Men because I didn't have any reps with them. And I feel like of all the affiliations in the game, X-Men are very much a uh, a reps faction. You got to know when to use your hops. You got to know when the hop is the right choice, which character is supposed to be the one hopping. 
and uh, Storm is quite the little liability. So uh, <laughs> I didn't bring X-Men because uh, I didn't have any enough time to, to practice. So my goal was to make Cut with Black Order, and I got that and then immediately lost, which is uh, <laughs> unfortunately my, my absolute MO at this point. I, uh, you want me to go undefeated in Swiss? I'll do my darndest, but uh, you put me in a cut, and I, uh, I have a real hard time getting out of it. <laughs> So um, my, my stretch goal was to win my cut game and it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Ryan also said uh, we also streamed the final. I'm going to get those cut and put up into YouTube. I have they're on the Twitch right now. I need to get them downloaded, but I also need to because like the hotel Wi-Fi, it was good. It wasn't as bad as Nashcon's. Yeah, two. There was point, multiple right? times. There was multiple times where it's still hotel Wi-Fi, and I cut out multiple times. I had to restart. So I had to. I got to stitch a bunch of the videos together. I need to download them before okay. I get because I only get so much time that they're up there. Um, yeah. So I get them downloaded, get them stitched up, put them on YouTube for anybody that wants to watch the Nova uh, some finals games. Um, but here brought up brought up a point of uh, prep is if you feel like streaming something at a convention or you have equipment to stream stuff for a convention, uh, just bring it because we like got super lucky and um, we finangled some stuff (laughs) together. It was cobbled together. (laughs) Like, and then like, I don't know. I just kind of brought up like, if we have like stuff, you might as well just bring it with you. If you have the room in your luggage and like, say you're only two hours away and I could have just brought like my webcam and, stuff and just brought it with me i didn't think that i I don't have the mics i don't have this i don't have this if we had just like if i just brought it with me probably a little bit cleaner setup but it worked we were able to finagle something together with like it was a a gopro into a an ipad iPad into into a eight-year-old laptop laptop. (laughs) it worked um but like seriously like like people love watching high competitive games so might as well bring equipment if you have it and who knows? Maybe it'll like save the day for people trying to stream it. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, during. Yeah, I mean, during during your actual event during the con, right? That's a whole nother like moment of of energy, right? Because I didn't expect to be up till three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning on Friday night. I didn't expect to be. Do you, do you mind? Do you mind if I? Do you mind if I? Oh. Okay, so first of all, when I was falling Sam, asleep in class, yeah, yes, <laughs> standing up, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we go. We're, we're talking about painting, um, and we're getting shown a couple things, like like, hey, consider this, consider this, and then we all like look behind us, and Sam's like literally standing up, just. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just, just yeah, I was uh, just leaning in. I I left shortly after because it seemed like it was time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, it's just like, man, like staying up till four o'clock and then getting up like literally like four hours later to get like there and like being like, because like the wife asked me, she's like, she's like, did you like have a bad day with your game because like you didn't get enough sleep? I'm like, no, I was wide awake when I was playing my games. I was, I, that con energy up until four o'clock in the morning, able to wake up at eight and be ready to go. Um, it just happens. I don't understand it. It's science. Um, I think a lot of it's adrenaline. Yeah. You just just hit that groove. Like I grabbed coffee and a yogurt and just went for it. 
I had a Red Bull. Uh, there you go. <laughs> whatever gets your fix. Um, game fitness. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so it's in an event, maybe a little longer and a little bigger. I will say, like, during my last round, I was saying some crazy shit. My opponent was playing X-Men. I was playing Malekith. And I'm and he's not even like I was like, I don't think he I, I want to say I was like, I'm gonna move cable over here. And like <laughs> cable's yeah. like it was some character that <laughs> wasn't even on the board. And like we were like counting successes, and I'm like, one, two, six, <laughs> I mean three. Like man, it, it like I was honestly like by that last game on the uh, Saturday, because we were playing from like nine till what like five pretty much. Um, yeah, the first round was 10, 10 30. 10, but yeah. still, yeah, but still, it was like it's still a long day. Like, you got to be like ready to be standing all day. Like, yeah. I had I had severe cankles by the end of uh Saturday <laughs> night. Um, and my back was not giving me any reprieve. Oh man, <laughs> you, I've, I've had a very serious back injury. And when yeah. I saw you walking up to the to the pub afterwards, like well, just watching watching that go, it's just like, oh man, <laughs> I know I know what that feels like. <laughs> it's a good time. It's worth yeah. it. It's worth the pain to enjoy ourselves. It is. But um, I feel like some of this is like a shared misery experience, right? Like some of that big con energy is the shared misery of it. Like you're on your feet for 12 hours. You are in an intense mental duel with someone for like 12 hours. You have this like hype inside where you're like, I dropped my round whatever. And now I have no idea if I'm going to make this cut because yeah. a four man cut in a 32 man event means that only two people with a single loss are getting in. Like you're just yeah. like, oh. So rough. Uh, and then you go out and party all night. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the other and side. It's of like it. it's like you literally have like two days that's happening within one day, and that was like super fun about it. it was like you'd go and you'd play all day, and then it was like yeah. you'd go out and hang out all night, and it was literally like two different days that happened, and you weren't yep. tired, and you just kept going until you laid down, and then it was immediately just like out. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to tomorrow. Uh, yeah uh all right so we have maybe a little bit longer maybe a little bigger it's just an event yeah so it's like you're talking about going to um nobody parties harder than their <laughs> can't <laughs> confirm <laughs> oh man um but like, like talking about comparing it to your average local your local is like you're going and you're gonna go to your local and you're probably starting what 10 11 o'clock and you're done by five six uh which really isn't that much different than a con day but then you take into all this other stuff we're talking about that's happening along right. with it. <laughs> yep. Like, oh man. The drive-in yesterday. The like up too late the night before. The like you know you're gonna keep doing fun stuff that night. I don't know. There's there was a part of me that like looked at Nova and was like I didn't even realize there were so many painting classes that were going on there. Like I was like, man, why did I even come here to play MCP? <laughs> we're, we're, like honestly, like. Like we're 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 gonna take a, a painting class to the next uh, convention that we go to. I'm actually I really want to. Um, I I, I ran went, into one of my college roommates who lives up in New York. Like I didn't even think to tell him I was going. And like I ran yeah. into that guy. And like I was like, "What are you playing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just painting." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to painting classes and doing painting things." Like, oh my gosh, man! So it, that was cool. That was fun. That some was how the classes, started. Some of those, <laughs> some of those classes are great. Like we um we were able to like peek in 
on a couple of them like 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 just like say oh hi um and like saw a couple like like they're like they're well worth it if anybody ever thinks like like oh i'm not gonna pay the money to go do that one it's supporting like your like painters i guess it's supporting artists people who are in the hobby um sometimes uh because i guess sometimes they don't actually get paid but i guess they do now yeah i guess they they do do now now. (laughs) yeah um and then like one does that and then two it's like you're learning and improving yourself in painting. I really, I, I, I try not to talk too much about this. I'm going to have a whole freaking episode about it. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's like, there's so much that goes on at a con that you don't realize because you're so focused in on getting to the tournament. Like, I didn't even think about painting classes when I was like, oh, going to Nova, playing MCP, and then get there and talking to Cutthroat. And he's just like, yeah, like Nova's like one of like the premier like painting conventions for miniatures in like the United States. It's it's not yeah. the I don't think he said it was the he might have said it was the painting or they're trying to make it but it's like it's definitely up there for like high level painting competition and high level painting focused on miniatures it was really really cool um to see all that like seeing all the cabinets with all the models in there and like being like wow I thought I was decent at painting like right. I feel like garbage right now <laughs> <laughs> on that note did, did you vote did you vote for a for a miniature yeah uh the the red hood one won. Um, okay, I I didn't vote yeah. because there were so many miniatures for me that I was just like, yeah. I'm not a good enough painter to tell which one of these is better. Like I would mm-hmm. literally be like picking their choice of sculpt more than I would be like <laughs> critiquing their 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 ability because it was so amazing. All of the minis that were in that case, like every yeah. single one of them, were amazing. Just just blew oh. me away. Made me reevaluate here's, the last five years of my hobby. Here's <laughs> a here's a here's a fun fact. Um, so Cutthroat's class, he was doing busts, right? And yeah. one of the people that took his bust class entered the piece that he did the bust class with and took second place. <laughs> like wow. it was like it was like second place journeyman, I think is what it was. Um, I don't quote me on this, I don't remember, but it was like l- literally like took a class, entered that piece, and won second piece, second place journeyman with it. Like that's insane. Like if if you ever thought like improving your game with painting, like take a class. Like I I'm planning on it. I want to improve myself painting. You should too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm inspired. Like I, I I am inspired. So I Same. I'm excited. I'm, like, I just want to I just want to paint right now. But uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still not inspired to paint Clea. But Fair. I definitely put a Zemo that I've had sitting around for a while because I have I have yeah. a couple extra Zemos. Because I got one from a guy who sold out, and then I bought one that was just a Zemo by himself. So yeah. this is the one that I bought from somebody else who'd already primed it. And so I was like, man, I just want to like paint. Because I have a my, my Zemo is non traditional. He's wearing yeah. he's like punk rock Zemo, and uh, <laughs> I put this I call it the Disney Plus roster together, where it's like everybody who has a a name in a Disney Plus show is in the roster plus Zemo. But I wanted to put a Zemo that looked a little bit more like he did in the show instead of my punk rock Zemo. I mean, so he's in a Disney Plus show. He's in, he's just not in the name of it. He oh, has okay. the most, so he, he won because, oh, thank you, Whiskey Warlord. He's still my favorite too. And it feels really, it's going to feel really weird to not have him on the table while I'm playing Zemo. <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted one that had more of like the, the Disney Plus show feel to it. That's fair. And uh, I'm definitely, my, my, my wet palette looks a lot more like Cutthroat Cures uh, color <laughs> than he did for when, when he was given. See, I, I, I wasn't falling asleep in class. I was just, you know, it was the end of my day. It was time for me to go. I was paying attention. I just couldn't be there anymore. 
That's fair. <laughs> All right. What's next? We got just an event, your crew, your con friends, managing the con as much as the event itself. I think we're good. Okay. Expectations revisit. Kind of did that. Back up at stretch goals. Kind of hit that. After. After a round. Um, decompress. Don't let the yeah. don't let the, like the loss, if you took a loss, beat you up. Like after our Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the dreaded. Let's, let's talk about the match. Let's talk about that. Let's get a timestamp in here. All right. One. We uh we're waiting. It's like we play round one, had a stellar round one. I think you did you had like a close a close round one, didn't you? My round one was debatably my hardest round of the day. Like like outside yeah. of like like our game was tough. Like every game I played was was tough. I remember when we walked to lunch, like I was just like, man, I feel like that was my hardest game. Like that was the my, was my easiest game of the day. Because the dude was playing some absolute jank that everybody could throw, and he just kept throwing Thanos into everyone, and it was like, "This is terrible! <laughs> I don't like this." Um, <laughs> and then, like my round one, um, I felt bad for the guy because I don't think he'd played into Malekith yet, oh. and uh, he was like, he was the friend of Sweet uh, Summer Child. <laughs> yeah, and then he was like the friend of, um, like he was like in our hangout group, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I got right. paired against him round one. And literally turned into me playing complete scenario Malekith. I made like two attacks that entire game. And I felt terrible. Like I ugh, um, didn't. I'm like, guessing both I, of those attacks like like days something. No, it was like I think okay. I, I, I had only put damage on Venom. I dazed Venom. And that was the only damage I put on anybody. I think I put one damage okay. on Gwyn later. Uh, but I literally the rest of the game I just spent running around and doing displacements. Um, literally, you would have thought it was a Web Warriors game. Uh, like, um, but with Malekith holding a freaking senator uh, and running away round two with Black Bifrost, because that's why Black Bifrost is the best Malekith card. Um, anyways, I digress. Um, so yep. we go to lunch. We went to... Let's do... So also, side note. Again, yeah. If you run into people who have been doing the same convention, the same place for the past 10 years, ask them where to eat and you will find the best places to eat. Amen. Because um, we went to this one place, it's a Mediterranean, like basically Mediterranean Chipotle is the best way to describe it. Yep. And it was so good. It was a lot spicier than I was expecting, but I guess it's Mediterranean food, so I can't really complain. And the rest of the day, my mouth just tasted like garlic. Um, But it was good. Your it was all appreciated it. <laughs> And then we get back. We get back from lunch and we're sitting there. And in my head, the whole entire day, I'm like, man, I'm probably going to get paired into Sam. And I'm like thinking like the whole entire like, Princess Bride scene where it's like, I hate to kill you. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, like that was like playing in my head over and over again. And then you're like, you're like standing next to me and you're like, all right, let's do this. And I was like, like parents are up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Parents are up. Not like understanding what you were saying. <laughs> well, I walked into the room like 30 seconds in front of you, and I got like three looks from people I'd talked to earlier, and they were all like, "It's you and Dizzard." And I was like, "Oh, all right." Well, <laughs> and then and then I catch up to you, and you're like, "All right, let's do this." And I'm like, not even like loaded launch tanks yet, and I get it loaded finally, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what you meant." Okay. Um, and then we get up to the table and we roll off and yep. you gave me extracts and I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's not bad. And then I draw senators and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good game. And then I see scoundrels and I'm like, all right, this is, this is doable. I can, I can do this. I'm just going to have to go, go with the four wide at 14. And, um, 
which debatably was probably like the wrong decision, but uh, I still think the four wide is decent. Anyways, I digress. Um, and like, damn, Malekith, if you could roll a single freaking block, like <laughs> round round two, Corvus just hits his flurry triggers. Proxima sets him up. Like the crazy thing is, like you had to send a lot into like your dice were not hot. My dice were just not there. Like <laughs> it was high school. The one like actual hot roll I had was like seven into four, and those were the yeah. only four four blocks I think Mal rolled the entire game. He yeah, had them it was, all in, oh. in in one roll, <laughs> and that was just that. Like I lost. Like Malekith didn't get around two, didn't get around three. So as you could tell, the game did not go very well for me. Uh, however, I, I almost pulled it out. Mystique almost saved the day. If she did one more damage to Proxima. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, which we had to unwind, right? So, like, that, that's yeah. an important one. It's like, know your cards, pay attention to your stuff. Because I got super excited. Because I was like, I'm going to recalibration matrix on this martial prowess turn with 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 my Proxima. Like against Midnight. Against Mystique. <laughs> against Mystique, right? And so, like, the attack came in, I martial prowess it, and, like, it was going to be a daze on Mystique because you only had, like, one or two health left. And it was going to mm. be a daze on Mystique. And, like, we had to be like, oh, wait, stop. How much <laughs> was it? All right, I'm taking three. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, all right. And the rapid but, fire. Let's try again. And then it just it just got so rough, like losing Malekith round two and three. It just like not getting those activations, just oof. Um, so I did not bring Thanos. I did yeah. not bring the Corvus leadership card. I literally played Corvus, Proxima, and Space Maw. So there's your shout out, Barncat. I played Space Maw. And it beat Malekith. And it beat Malekith. So Barncat, the 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 moral the moral of the story, Barncat, is to jinx. Your opponent's Malakas dies for defense, and then you're fine. <laughs> and then Sam's not going to hear the end of this until, like, I don't know, ever, probably. Probably uh, ever. Remember that time where Malakas rolled no blocks and you cut me out of my chance of winning Nova? <laughs> uh, I do. <I'm, laughs> it's like it just happened. All right, there, the story's out. Uh, so this comes back to after a round. That was like a terrible loss for me because I yeah. was just like, I'm like, going into it, I'm like, man, Dave feels great. Round two, have to play Sam, and then I lose. And I'm like, man, that probably ruined my chances of actually making it to the cuts. Yep. And then I'm like, you know what? I still have a shot. I got to crush it these next two games. So don't let that tilt happen to you. Just enjoy the games. Play it game by game. Give it your best shot every single time because you never know if you're going to get back in. So, I mean, However, you found a happy place. You found an awesome happy place after that. That was the only round I couldn't find you. And I was like, oh, man. Hmm. Well, oh, I yeah. a moment away from me, too. <laughs> <laughs> But like, like there you was like an this, awesome spot at the hotel that was just like, yeah. oh, wow. So yeah, find, a, like find your happy place. Find a find a great chill spot mm-hmm. where nobody's there because nobody knows it exists. And it's quiet. The breeze is coming through after being in a hot, sweaty yeah. nerd room all day. <laughs> that that breeze wow. was money. That was just that was just absolutely amazing. But I think I think the biggest thing that like to take away from that is like like I didn't let the loss get me down. I mean, I did for a minute. I was salty. I was real, real salty. I was like, man, I just needed one fucking block, like one block. And that game is entirely different. Um, not really. Cause you have peers, uh, but yeah. <laughs> two, two blocks. Two blocks. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I could have followed me, but it still would have changed yeah. the rest of the turn, but for sure. Uh, but, um, like being able to like take a, a loss like that and then go back and like win the rest of the games for yourself that day is like important because if, it is. 
if like strength if Sam had won his next game instead of losing it, my <laughs> um strength of schedule could have actually been very important and yeah. um gotten me into the top cut. So like you can't let that loss like really get you down and just like beat yourself up. You really just gotta like be positive and enjoy yourself and you're there to play a game. You're not there to like beat the crap out of people or be the best. I mean, I guess your goal could be to be the best, but it's like you're there to enjoy a game with a group of people. Like, oh don't don't forget that. And even if you have a loss, like even even if you have a loss, like you could still enjoy the game. So what's the point of playing if you're gonna get like been out of shape? I guess that's like my my biggest thing. Uh planning for next year. Um yeah, um, uh, I mean Nova's super close, so we probably will go again next year because it's like it's right here. Uh, nice, super yeah. fun. I these two cons are really close together, Nashcon and, mm-hmm. and this one, and it's going to be a really hard decision for me next yeah. year. Like I, that's that's the thing. <laughs> Nova's got that big con energy, but like Nashcon, like I have I have family that's close in Nashville. I haven't managed to visit them either year I've gone, but I do have family that's you know just that's outside dance. of town. That opportunity. Right? Yep, exactly. And and then Nashcon's also got there's there's a real shared misery element to Nashcon because it is a small place. I, I don't know. I, I heard some rumors that Nashcon might be trying to move off on its own. So if they do that, hopefully it's at a different time in the season and I can get spaced out well enough and I can manage both of these. But I had That'd to be really cool. Yeah, I hit the Maybe. I hit the spousal points lottery at one point this year, and so <laughs> I was like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I want this and this." No, yeah. no regrets. No guilt, no nothing. I just want to be able to do these two things. And it was fun. I had a good time. If you could only go to one con, which one would it be? Honestly, like if I had to choose between Nova and NashCon, like I love the people at Nova and I love the MCP event at at, um, NashCon. Yeah. Um, I'd honestly probably pick Nova, to be completely honest. Just because of the fact that like, I, I really want to take a painting class. And then I think... Um, the wife enjoys Nova more, so it's kind of like a win-win because she's gonna go there yeah. and enjoy it more than going and like seeing like a bunch of World War II and historical miniature stuff versus going and taking painting classes and being able to play MCP. So if Such I had to pick one, crowd. yeah, like I think if I had to pick one, like right now, like it'd probably be Nova. But we would also like to get down to Nashcon, like Nashville again, because yeah. like. The person who did all my tattoos is down there and we want to get more tattoos mm. and like we were like thinking about like making a whole entire week out of it so we can like schedule ahead of time and get more tattoos done check oh, out man. nashville hang out and all that stuff but i think like her experience at nova might alter that next year <laughs> <laughs> so i would I like hope, to make i hope they move nashcon to a different date if they can do that yeah. if, they, if, they, if it splits off on its, it's own it's in such a weird nice. spot it's in such a weird date if they can make it like if they could make it like even July, that'd be better than August. Like give it like a whole entire month break instead of literally two weeks. Maybe even that earlier. Is. Cause like, I mean, at, if you're in July, like July and August, you're kind of competing with Gen Con, right? Cause that's like the first mm-hmm. week of August. So like, you're like right in that range where it's just like, Oh man, people make, know, making, people make choices. Make yeah. I don't even know when Gen Con is. Make it May. You can't do, cause that's literally right after, I guess you could do May. Could you Adepticon? So LVO January. Mm-hmm. June. Adepticon March. Oh, June. What? June. Do mid June. Do mid June. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you got LVO in January. Yep. Adepticon in March. Yep. Then, then do Nashcon in May because that's two months. I don't do it in May. That's my anniversary. I'll get in trouble. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, June. June it is. June it um, is. Yes. 
I don't know when Gen Con. Gen Con. I thought Gen Con was July. Yeah, no, Gen Con. Like the first week of August. Okay, so yeah, Gen Con's August, and then Nova in September. Like literally, like basically every two months have like a major con. That's, that's pretty sweet. All right. Uh, I, I haven't been to enough cons oh. to answer that question. For what? Yeah, I like. haven't either. I've like to me, like I've only been at Nova. <laughs> um, we might actually be trying to go to Adepticon next year though, because. She's super excited about cons now. Uh, <laughs> um, segue to burnout and slowing down slash taking a break. Uh, do you want to hit that now, or do you want to hit that in listener questions? Actually, hit well, that. I mean, I don't know. What do we? Why don't we? Why don't we do listener questions before we do uh, the, the the sales pitch? The, and the fun other, stuff. Like, regular ones. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump down to listener questions. Uh, all right, from Sam Zilla. Is it normal to not? Here's the question: <laughs> Is it normal to feel not as psyched to play for a little bit coming off of big events? I played in the TTS league, rolled right into NashCon, and I haven't had the same itch to play for a couple weeks. Still love the game and have really enjoyed getting caught up on my painting, but I'm not in a hurry to get back to the table just yet. I think, um, I think everybody's gonna take us a little bit differently. I think it depends on. Yeah you personally on what your feelings are and like what you're trying to do. Um, like Sam got done with NashCon and immediately had to start like pivot into Nova and yep. didn't pivot until literally the day before he left uh, for, for what <laughs> list he was taking. Um, I was trying to get yep. him into doing Midnight Suns. You probably should have <laughs> taken Midnight Suns. Uh, probably. I would have beat Web Warriors. <laughs> you would have, yeah. That's the funny thing is I think I actually think Suns is actually a really hard counter for Web Warriors because of like all the stuff going on. Uh but anyways, um I don't know, because like I still love MCP, but like I'm really glad we kind of found this like this, like we were like pointed towards this Moonstone game because now I have something else to like look at and like ha- still get like miniature hobbies and stuff done with mm-hmm. and not feel like I'm literally just like all 100% all the time into MCP. Um, I think it, I think you need a good balance of games to be completely honest. I used to have like five different games I was playing. That was way too much. I couldn't keep up with anything. Yeah. Um, I think if you really like probably the best way to do it, and this is just me personally, is like MCP is my main game. I don't think I don't see that changing at all anytime soon. But this Moonstone game is going to be a fun game that I can like decompress my MCP with like be like, mm-hmm. cool, went to a con I don't really feel like playing it for a little bit, but I still want to play a game. Well, now I'm going to go play this game with the wife and we're going to go have fun and try to get this game to like pick up in the area. Um, so I, I think it happens. Like I, I don't really feel like playing MCB, but I kind of, I, I, I want to play it, but I don't want to play it at a competitive level at the moment. I kind of just want to like play fun games. I want to work on this midnight sounds list. I'm really kind of tired of playing Mal Malekith just because of the fact <laughs> that I have freaking like, I think it's like a hundred and uh, after the convention, it's like 115 games with Malekith in the past yeah, like two months. Like I, I'm really tired of playing Malekith right now. Um, and I mean, then that's like two like, a day. That's like nearly two a day to be fair. Well, like the way, the way I average. did it, like I, I had, I had somebody question me on that. Like, how do you have this number yeah. with Malekith? <laughs> and I was like, well, I try to get at least one game in a day. And when I don't, I make up for it on the weekend because I'll yeah. wake up early and I'll play like two to three before we do stuff for the day. And then I get my games out of the way before I actually like go do stuff with the wife on the weekend. Um, so like, there'd be like some Saturdays where I'd have four games done before like 10 o'clock um, because Malco's games go really, really quick um, at a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, so able to pull it off that way. So, but yeah, I like, honestly, like I'm really kind of tired of playing Malekith at the moment. Um, I put 
way too much into it. Like, how do you get away from the burnout? I don't know, man. Um, I really don't. It's, I love the game. I'm not going to get tired of the game. But I think having a secondary game really kind of helps with that because now I'm super excited about the Spoonstone game. And we just played it before the episode. We're like trying it out and stuff like that. And honestly, like, I'm like, I want to play another round of that game right now instead of going to bed, even though I'm probably going to go lay down and go to bed after this. Uh. <laughs> See, that's that's awesome. Like, I I got time for one game. I mean, uh, similarly, if I could find a wife, uh, a wife game that my <laughs> wife is into. <laughs> right, rephrase that real quick. If I could find I'm a wife. <laughs> oh, man. If I could find a game that my wife really liked, like, I would. I'm not saying that I would, like, jump off of this, but, like, it would definitely, like be something I wanted to spend a lot more time on and, uh, or, you know, maybe a, a less time <laughs> so that we could be at a, a similar level. Cause she wouldn't spend that much time on it. But, uh, I, I know that when I got back from Nashcon, my, my local group kind of wanted to take a week or two away from the game, like especially my, my fellow sweaty tryhards in the area. And, uh, I, I didn't really have that opportunity cause I was going to Nova and I knew that I had more things to do. So I played more games on TTS and, the games that I took out locally, like I just was, was fishing. I was fishing for a roster pretty hard for for Nova. Like this would said, I couldn't find something I wanted to play, and I wound up playing something that I just played a whole bunch before that I wanted to see if it could still hold water. So for me, uh, I I don't know whether it's a obsession or I just don't have the same level of uh, my, my burnout sensor broke a long time ago. I guess I don't know. Mm. Like I just uh, I don't really get burnout. I just yeah. uh, w- when I get feeling like I don't want to do one thing or the other in the game. I just try something different or try something new. I am definitely now at the end of my incredibly sweaty summer. That was like four different LVOIS qualifiers, uh, counting Nashcon and then Nova, like all over the course of about three months. So it's been a lot of real hyper competitive MCP for me. And now I'm, I'm really excited to go and play this Disney plus roster get some kind of low grade Sam Wilson reps just to better understand that leadership and how to play into it a little better by playing with it. Even though it's not like anywhere near an optimized Avengers roster, it's still just playing games and and having fun. Cause for me, most of what I get from this game is just having fun with people. I, you know, whether it's people I know, people I don't or anything else. I mean, that's like, that's like the crazy part about like our game. Um, like, yeah, yeah, it was like a a crapshoot for me, but I, I still enjoyed playing the game. Like, yeah, like we still had fun trying making it work. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. Um, and like, like my round four with... was like that. Like I lost I lost my round three, and then I went into round four, and we just literally rolled buckets of dice at each other. We activated twenty seven thread of character over his activation <laughs> and mine because of follow me and husband and wife. Yeah, and like that was that was <laughs> that was nutty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like 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 you're talking about like doing the Disney Plus roster. Um I'm looking at doing Suns cuz I think there's man, I'm going to say it again and again and again until it's broken. But like Suns should be the top tier roster. I don't know why they're not. I'm going to try and figure out why they're not. Um hence the yeah. week last week. But I'm I'm going to be trying out Suns for a while. Apparently I have a big uh following of trying out Suns going on. Um <laughs> You've definitely built a posse for this. It's cool to watch. Yeah. yeah I want to play uh, the Web Warriors. I haven't. Yeah. I want to play some Web Warriors with Crimson Dynamo and uh, Amazing Spider-Man, and, and just think, have some fun with that too. I think the biggest thing though is like, and that's like one of the coolest parts about this game is if you start feeling like, oh, I don't really feel like playing, like kind of burnt out of like doing these competitive games. Play something you've never done before. Um, like, yeah. I was talking about Omnis actually, and 
I was like, I kind of do like an X Force Midnight Sun stool, and he's like, he's like, don't like, like just keep it, like stay away from X Force, like go play something completely that you just have not played before, and look at like the Midnight Suns roster. It's like I've played Blade, and I've like I like I tested Midnight Suns when they first came out because I give everything I run for its money like a couple of rounds, yeah, um, uh, just to see how they perform. But it's like I've never like actually like given like Midnight Suns their shot. Um, I tried out Moon Knight, I tried out voodoo but like i've never tried out midnight suns as a whole so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go and play midnight suns for a while well i mean i would counter that and i basically you know to to samzilla i would say dude it's perfectly normal i wouldn't i wouldn't sweat yeah. it like it's just a Absolutely. thing that like you, you literally just like blew out your adrenaline and your focus and like everything else that like is probably something that like you enjoy engaging with this game like it's perfectly natural to just like want to take a step back and reevaluate and then come back. For me, that just happens to be a very short period of time where I'm just like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm ready. I just want to try something different and see what happens. And Absolutely. the other thing is I would I would counterpoint Omnis and say that if you're feeling burnout after playing something that you thought was like the best or something that you wanted to like, you know, push to the extreme, come back and play something that you love. Like be like, yeah. nope, I just love playing this. So let's let's kind of redirect and come back and just do something you like absolutely all right we got one from it's just rari um with sentinels being size five how do you guys think it impacts the game state we have size four displacements a lot of ladies <laughs> but the five is tough to find um i think this is balanced out by the sentinels just murdering themselves on their injured side so yeah i think I, the sentinels are really cool though i'm excited to play them i i think prime is like prime for midnight suns like i think we're gonna oof. see prime in a lot of places i think we're gonna see yeah. budget <laughs> budget sentinels we have sentinels at home sentinels like yeah. in in the sentinels affiliation i don't know how that's gonna go i don't know sentinels are in the same kind of tier as hydra for me we're like i'm more excited to play into it and just kind of see what it does than i am yeah. to play with it and i'm just like i want to play with the fun stuff <laughs> yeah um, but the the size five part of the question, I gotta say, the size five aspect of Dormammu is my least favorite aspect of playing into Dormammu. Yeah. Like you everything Thanos, else about him, like, like Thanos is oh, yeah. like, ah, whatever, I'm gonna punch you. But I also play Thor, and I also play Hulk, and like Hulk has the wild throw, like yeah. or the the yeah the the push and the throw on his his attacks, but he can't actually throw the dude, which is something you really get used to doing with Hulk, where you're just like, I'm just gonna walk up and throw you. You get used to that with Thor too. I'm just going to walk up and throw you. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to attack you and see if I get a wild. And then I'm going to throw you if I didn't get it. <laughs> so, nah, I think you just got to chew through them. Yeah, I think I, I don't think it'll be that hard to take out though. Like they're what, 8, 7, and then 10, 8 for health? Like yeah. Uh, 3, 4, 4. Like their physical is kind of low on physical being. Like not really low, it's average. But they don't have any defensive tech. So it's kind of like it's not going to be hard to take out that that eight health to get the sentinel on your side. And then they're just going to kill themselves because they take damage for every critical under attack rolls. Like that's, that's, that's going to melt them quicker than you think it is. It's kind of crazy. I'm, I think I'm going to wind up playing some X-Men come like October ish, just because there's going to be some, some sentinels players in, in our area. And so it's fun like, and thematic. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is part of the reason I play this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we got Matt Herb, uh, who we met. Uh, real yeah. Cool um, and this was the person that uh, Farmer knows has been doing really good with X Force. And like, I hit him up before Nova. I'm like, Hey, you're going to Nova, right? We got to talk X Force. We get to Nova, and I meet up with him. He's like, Hey, you're Dizzard, right? We're going to talk some X Force. 
talk to X-Force like literally like five minutes and then the rest of our conversations <laughs> were Midnight Suns. Like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, regulators, mount up. <laughs> Build some Suns. <laughs> uh, and then Joey's on Suns now too. Like, oh, I got it. We got, we got the Suns posse. Let's do this. All right. Um, did any rosters at Nova surprise you? Uh, My first round. That's fair. <laughs> that was, it was just like janky throws all over the place. Like everybody had a throw printed on their card somewhere. Yeah. When I played into this guy and like, I just kept getting my people thrown into other people. And that there was a web warriors roster there doing well. <laughs> well, that's a, I, like that guy's web. So his name's uh Spoo with a three and a five. I think it was um, like he was playing ASM almost every single game, which you don't really yeah. see that often. Um, and he did extremely well. So maybe there's something there that people aren't seeing or something. I, I don't know. He's also a newer player. He said that he just started playing back in July. Well, that's um, the kind of thing. That's like the kind of thing that we were talking about in like those early episodes, where it was like I, I'm super afraid of like novice players who have a good head yeah. for the game because like they just do things that you just you're like, oh damn, all right, well, whoops, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> that's not normal. You don't play ASM. What are you doing here? Get out of town. Um. <laughs> But then Ryan Janway ended up taking the gold at Nova. He got that big I, old wrestling belt. Yeah. Well, Ryan's a great guy, so I'm glad Absolutely. That, he, that he got that. And the other thing that it's like other things that surprised me about Nova is just like, my goodness, the depth of Avengers rosters. Like yeah. they can literally do anything they want to. But I to, to answer the question, I don't think there was anything that really like like I, I can't think of a roster that I was like, wow, that's super interesting. It was very much like like people like have their own spins on certain things, of course, but like yeah, there's nothing like wildly out there. So I, I don't really think there was anything that like surprised me. Um I think the thing that surprised me the most was the amount of X Force there was. There was like four or five X Force lists uh, over the nice. whole weekend. So that was they were all kind of cool to see. They heard you were playing on Saturday and wanted to impress you. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> all right, second question from Matt Herb. Do you think there is an effective way to deal with the current boogeyman in the meta being like Hulk and Malekith and it doesn't involve taking the big boys? I absolutely do. I don't think you need to take a big boy to beat a big boy. I think that you can do it with other tactics and other situations and things you have going for your list. And this is why I think Midnight Suns needs to be a top tier affiliation because they literally have all the tools to take care of any meta choice out there they really do like tell me tell me like tell me a tell me a meta thing sam spam with objectives cool i got voodoo and black cat like yeah. cool uh big boy meta um voodoo's Malekith. attacks are insane um uh, mm-hmm. malekith um so i've played the midnight suns and i malekith a couple times and i have yet to beat my midnight suns testing with my malekith list I don't know why. Like, I don't know what happens. Like, like I've been running my Malekith list into like my throwing around with Midnight Suns. Every single time Midnight Suns just pulls it out. I don't, I don't get it. Have you gotten um, many games into Sam Avengers with him since you? No, I haven't. I've just been toying yeah. around with it. I, I feel like that's, that that's, that's, that's the real boogeyman. But, uh, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think you just go scenario. You, you play the yeah. game towards so experience. <laughs> how, I know, but like, how do you, how do you win the game? How do you win the game? You win the game on VPs. Or tabling, yeah. Wait, but more it often than not, it's VPs. So it's like this is like my whole like thought process with Malekith is like, yeah, tabling is an option, but you're more likely to win on VPs than you are tabling. <laughs> so 
build a roster towards how to like score as much as you can, as fast as you can. That's yeah. how you're going to beat the big boogeyman. Like Table, just tabling takes them. consent. Tablings can't yeah. take consent. Like both players have to like basically like make that happen together. Yeah, it's a group effort to get table. Like it's, it is. It, it, tablings are very rare in this game, and they are like even more so rare because like one player just realizes like, hey, all I have to do is run away, and I don't get tabled. Right. Yeah. Or like, all I have to do is not do this. So like, there's a lot of games where like, if you got tabled, it was because you were like, well, if I, if I don't run away, there's a chance I get tabled, but <laughs> what are my outs? Okay. I gotta, I gotta stick on the objective game. I gotta try and get this. Dang. I got tabled. You're going to lose yeah. anyway. Who cares? But I, I think the question for me in this question, I have some sub question for me is what is uh, a big boy is a five threat character, a big boy, because I loved taking Thor into Mal. It's like my five threat against your seven. I'll take that. I've got Odin's blessing. So like I'm, I'm committing some other things to it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm putting a five threat against your seven and we're going to stand toe to toe. And if I can make you waste two or three turns attacking my Thor, like that feels like a win to me. I I honestly think that like, like in the question that phrased here, this is my interpretation of it is like, with like taking the big boys, it really just means Malekith and Hulk because six plus, I think it's six plus. Like six plus, um, but that would also mean Thanos is a big boy. But I don't really consider Thanos a big boy. He's just an annoying boy. Um, Thanos is a big boy. He's a big he's boy. An, he's so, an annoying boy. No, he's he's, he's the, the big biggest, man. Come on, he's the biggest <laughs> of boys. Um, no, might be the biggest of boys at least until fair. Prime comes out. But like I, they, I don't know. Thanos is a big boy. He's got a that's size fair. and limited throw. He's a seven. Or, like, he, he's not I, a six threat model. He's a seven or an eight. I, like, I I still I still think though it's like I think if you just focus your list on scenario and how you're going to score as much as you can as fast as you can and you build a consistent plan around that then like the big boys can't do yeah. nothing against that they really can't like Malekith is one person in the game he can't kill everything in one round he can try and sometimes he yes. will but the yes. consistency isn't there and when it comes to competitive MCP it's all about how much consistency I can make happen in my list if I can make my list more consistent then this is a more better list for when it comes down to what was the single most helpful. Oh, so we got Dojo DV. Your, your Dojo DV is throwing me off because I know you as Dojo DC uh, in the Discord. Um, <laughs> what was the single most helpful painting tip you got this weekend? Understanding values and you're like actually like taking your light source into consideration past your zenithal priming. Like understand your values and build a spectrum. That's by far yeah. like mind-blowing how simple it is right but like as soon as you see it applied it's literally just like wow i'm an idiot like <laughs> i don't know how else to put it like literally how i felt like how i felt like i was like wow but it's really just all about like understanding like your light sources and i'm sure when we get cutthroat on here he's gonna go into this because this is like i, I, I so. talked to him a little bit i guess we talked a lot i was uh, falling asleep he, in that class so i, I missed <laughs> i missed some important notes <laughs> Well, like, like his big thing, I'm sure he's going to talk about this is like, like, this is something that he wishes like more North American painters like did because he sees it in other places. But like for some reason, North America, and I told him like, because this is how we like, this is how I was taught to paint. I'm going to prime. I'm going to block in all my colors with my base colors. And then I'm going to bring up my highlight. Then I'm going to throw in a little bit of shade somewhere. And then I'm going to do edge highlighting. And then I'm done. Like that is literally the basics of painting that like, I was taught, and I'm sure it's the basics of, of painting that you were taught. Um, yeah. 
And he's just like, why don't you just pay attention to your values? Because what happens is when you do that blocking in of the colors, you lose all of your light source. You lose all of your natural shading that happens because you just straight up go into blocking out colors instead of building up your values. You build up your values, then it changes the game. Um, so I'm sure again, like we'll we'll wait till he comes on and talk about this. Really go too much in depth about that, but like we'll have him come on and he's gonna probably talk everybody's <laughs> ears off, and you're gonna enjoy every minute of it. That's right. I showed him my Punisher. Which is like my my worst model that I keep around to to keep me to keep me honest. And uh, he, yeah. <laughs> I asked him to, uh, to 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 roast me and roast it, and uh, he did a fantastic job. So, oh, he uh, holds nothing. If you I'll ever never ask be him, the same. <laughs> if you if you ever run into him at a convention, like just ask him to look at one of your models. The first thing he'll do is take a picture of it and put a black white filter on it, and then he'll have you look at it and literally be like, "What do you see?" And nine times out of ten, every time he did it with one of mine, I was like, I don't like I see nothing. Like he's like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, and I'm just like, wow. Uh savage, but true. Uh sure thing says North Americans throw a wash and think that's how light works. Love that. Uh, <laughs> taught me a lot early yeah. pandemic. Like honestly, like he might be like one of my favorite, like just like Twitch painters out there. Like he's just a great personality. Anyways, I'm gonna stop. Um, oh no! So I stopped using smoke. washes a while ago, but like I feel like oh, no, I, I, was, I was gonna say I'm gonna stop blowing smoke up his ass. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I, when I stopped uh, using washes, I kind of lost a part of like the detail in my mini. So hanging out with him has yeah. like made me see a lot of things differently now. Absolutely. So now I'm I'm excited to. That's what I'm trying to do with Zemo. So I'm sure that yeah. it still looks terrible, but uh, it's better. I than think most of what I, I gotta done. I gotta figure out when we're gonna do this. I'm gonna. I think we could try and do it next week. I'm gonna see if he's not busy next week. And yeah, next week. we'll have to coordinate. Yeah, uh, but soon, soon. TM, he's excited for it. We're excited for it. All right. Um, next one, Matematic. What is an alt paint scheme slash costume that you'd like to see but haven't? Um, <laughs> actually, so one that I, I again, I was talking with Cutthroat about this over this weekend. Like one that I would love to see with MCP, and I'm actually gonna attempt it with my Midnight Suns is uh, a, a straight monochrome. Um, I think Midnight Suns would actually look really cool monochrome. Like, do a straight... Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Blade first, and that's going to be my goal for um, September, is do Blade in a monochrome and see how it comes out. And if it works out well, then I'm going to do the rest of the songs like that. That's um, cool. Be, I like because, it. Because I like, like talking with them, like, and, like build, the whole building up the value scene. It's like, I'm going to work on this with the Midnight Suns and like basically practice building up values by just doing nothing but monochrome with them and that's going to be that's something i would love to see and then i'm just like fuck i'm just going to do it um because i think sons would look super cool with it because like there was a uh, background played guild ball there was somebody who did their morticians in a monochrome and then they had like one accent color on like the yeah, like, all monochrome nice. so i was like blade would look really cool completely monochrome and then have those hands um be like the accent color like have this the hands voodoo you could do monochrome and then have his whole entire smoke cloud be the accent color uh moon knight i don't know what the accent color is maybe the chimney um stuff like that but like that's that's my plan with the suns it's a huge in my in my opinion like it's gonna be like super crazy probably the most technical paint thing i've ever tried but we're gonna do it you gotta document that journey for us <laughs> that is all fair hopefully I'm it works out right it. hopefully hopefully it works out good i got i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get it done in september but i'm gonna damn try all right what nice. you got what's an alt paint scheme you caught for um uh my answer to this question is none because when i see when i have when, when there's an alt scheme that i want i just do it <laughs> 
poorly, but I do it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We got a goose. What's your favorite crisis combination to play? Honestly, I still have Malekith brain. I still have Malekith brain and it's probably. Oh, gamma and researcher. What? Yahtzee with an IP skin. I don't mean to be judgmental, but that's, that's some serious stuff there. I gotta, I'm a, a Malekith brain. Like, <laughs> that, is, like, that is Malekith brain right there. Like, that's that's super give serial. Me, <laughs> give, me, give me Gamma Researcher on 16. Good luck. Like, oh my gosh. Mm-mm. Nope. Infinity Hammers. Infinity Hammers have, is the way God intended MCP to be played. I have a, I have a game against uh, Rich Mid uh, later this week. I think it's tomorrow night, actually. Uh, but I have a game against him, and he's playing a Cabal roster. And I'm really hoping to get Gamma Researcher, because his... <laughs> Malekith list is very much attrition Malekith. So I'm really oh, hoping man. I can Gamma Researcher and I can show him the true power of Malekith. <laughs> is that is that soup sandwich stuff or is that... Yeah, just, yeah, it's soup, just... it's soup, it's soup okay. sandwich. Oh man, no, Infinity Hammers. That's that's the way God intended MCP to be played. Is it though? I mean, as long as you're not playing against Syndicate. That's fair. <laughs> All right, all right. That's that's all the listener questions we got for tonight. We're going to jump back to our sales pitch of the week, and that is me. And I'm going to do one that isn't really a model that needs to be sold, but needs to be sold at the same time. Um, we talked about this at Nova, actually, and we talked about this pre-Nova, too. And that's Mystique. How the Ooh. hell is she not in, like, almost every single list? Like, one, yeah. you get, like, one of the best tactics cards in the game deception is amazing deception makes like hammers incredibly scary when mystique's in the list she straight up like can make it to where you're probably going to end up grabbing three hammers because who cares you're going to deception that person towards you and if you have a killy piece it's going to take them out and now you have three hammers it's pretty pretty good i know peyton just did a interview with doom prophecy that's a podcast put on by Jaden. um like Mystique in general is just insane. Like one rapid fire character, two, you got the blow up terrain ability, three, you got shapeshifter, which is probably one of the most busted abilities in the game. Like, oh, Voodoo wants to pull brother Daniel back? Not today. Oh, you want to brace for impact off of a throw off of somebody else's tactics card? Not today. Like, shapeshifter is so crazy. And I'm surprised that Mystique isn't like we look at all the TTS stats of like characters that are most taken. I don't think Mystique even crests like 50 plus percent, which is insane to me. Like I, I strongly think Mystique is probably like the 10th character for everybody or at least should be considered in that 10th slot because of what she does for the game as a whole and how much of a dynamic she changes. I know I saw a question. I don't know if it was for us or for somebody else, but it was like, what is the most like meta warping character? And I actually think it might be Mystique because of the fact of what she does every single game and how much she makes you have to think about and decide upon between. Remember, like I talked about earlier, that round game where I played against Daredevil, um, Lily moved, looked up, saw Mystique and just like, oh, fuck, like, (laughs) like I messed up. Um, (laughs) Like, that's how much this character changes the game. Like and how much you have to think about her versus Malekith. It's like, yeah, Malekith is a big bad guy, but it's like he's there. Mystique actually makes you have to think about what you're going to do. Malekith is like, well, I hope my dice work for me. Uh, I hope this works out for me. Wait, don't fail me now! But like, like, <laughs> like what are you going to do into Mystique? I'm going to go up and like 
kill her, but you're not doing it round one because she's got stealth. She's not going to be up there to do that. Um, yeah. What do you like? Martial artist too. When you're up close, like you got to be in that magic range bubble to where you're not going to like give her all her defensive tech. And again, shapeshifter, just such a busted ability. It shuts off almost all defensive tech, and she's got rapid fire on top of it. So it's kind of like I don't know. Like if you're looking for a tenth character for your list, it's probably Mystique with Deception. Like, it probably is. I ain't gonna lie. That's my sales pitch of the week. That breaking core rules is huge. Like, yeah. Whenever you're in a situation where you literally just like override or break a core rule, that character is crazy. So like one of the, the rosters I was looking at for Nova, but by, by rosters I was looking at, I mean laying in bed being like, what if I just put everyone who breaks a core rule into a roster? And I got to say, the devs have done a great job of keeping them out of the same affiliation, <laughs> largely. So you can't really put just throw them all in in the same squad and have any sort of affiliation that matters. So probably what shield with Bucky, isn't it? Probably shield with Bucky is probably the closest you can get to that. But even then you're not going to be able to fit more than like two of them in for the most part, like three fury, 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 Bucky mystique. That's all you need. That's like, that's yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that seems, that seems solid. I, so, I mean, that segues nicely into uh, my my challenge of the week. I want to see some shield rosters this week because shields also on the short list of things that I really want to explore. And I feel like they're they're heating up. I've been waiting for uh, the David Hasselhoff release here <laughs> with uh, Fury Senior to come out. Got, got less than a week. <laughs> I know we're getting close now. And that's what I've been waiting on to, to dig into to shield. So I, yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm not super hyped for for Steve Cap, but I am excited for Human Torch and I'm excited what, for what you, David this, Hasselhoff. This, just shield in general is that what you're saying yeah i just i want to see like how about this like i mean we haven't done much for just like just straight up competitive rosters but like what's your competitive shield roster what do you think a competitive shield roster looks like hopefully we'll get some more traction than we got for (laughs) i know right (laughs) midnight suns with cable i got like, like Midnight Cable TV is like one of the best names for a list I've ever that seen. That is an amazing name. That is like, an absolutely amazing. Ha- hats hats off to uh that was Matt Herb, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Matt Herb. Yeah. Like that's such a great name. All right. Um and then Hobby Corner, accountability club. Uh you got your team list ready? Yeah, let me pull it up. All right, while you while you're saying this, we got the channels. new the new um Stuff open up for September. Go ahead and get your goals in. Sam is changing it to where if you don't submit a goal, you're not going to get instantly shamed. But if you don't submit a goal for three months, you're just going to get dropped for the accountability club. So it'll be if you don't if you don't submit if you submit a goal and you don't complete it, then you get shamed. Um, my goal for September, like I said, is going to be monochrome blade. All right, here's your shame list for the month of August. Boom, TTFN, Brad A, Dizzard, Finger Guns, Jimmy DeHan, Joey Edge, one absolute. You didn't complete the form. Oh my God. <laughs> Shadow I, I spent so long on sure. that model. <laughs> I think I get a pass here because I spent so long. All right. We'll give Dizzard a pass, even though he didn't submit the form. <laughs> and we'll give Kenny G a pass because he's got a baby on the way and he had some other stuff to do. But uh, this is the only time I will ever be gentle with this. And it's mostly because we're kind of in a, a weird, you know, changing of the guard moment here for accountability club. So I'll be kind, right. but there this will go. not continue. Do not expect there. this going forward. I'm like, 
I spent over 13 <laughs> hours on Malakiv. I deserve a pass. <laughs> All right. And with that, let's give it a close. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? No. All right. All right. As always, we have been the Rogue Agents, and you have been the listener. I thought I submitted that form.